Hello and welcome to Unrivaled Experts, where we get the best of the best to share their insider secrets so you can get a shortcut to living a better life. I'm Chris Gunkel, and joining us today is Terry Tucker. And Terry, oh my gosh, has lived a pretty varied, pretty interesting life. He's been an NCAA Division I college basketball player. He was a Citadel cadet, a marketing executive, a hospital hospital administrator, an undercover narcotics investigator. I'm sure there are some stories there. A SWAT team hostage negotiator, a high school basketball coach, a business owner, and a motivational speaker and author, and most recently, a cancer warrior. He's the author of Sustainable Excellence, 10 Principles to Living Your Uncommon and Extraordinary Life. And he runs Motivational Check, which helps people to find and lead that uncommon and extraordinary life that we all are trying to lead. Today, he's here to talk to us about how we can embrace the pain and the discomfort that we all experience in life. It's something we all deal with. And how do we flip that? How do we use that pain and discomfort to make us stronger and more determined? Terry, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me on, Chris. I, I listened to you describe my resume, and I, one of these days, I got to figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up. You know, so. <laughs> I thought maybe you were thinking, "Wow, I am impressive." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you've you've done a ton of stuff, and, and before we launch in, I'm just curious, um, what was the most interesting out of all of those things that we ran down? What was the most interesting thing that you've done? I think probably being a, a hostage negotiator or, or being an undercover narcotics investigator. I mean, the, the narcotics investigator was you had to do a lot, not a lot, but you had to do some acting. So, you know, you set yourself up as, as a person that, you know, you weren't. I, I posed one time as a professor of metallurgy at a local university to, to buy drugs from people. I, I mean, so that was that was kind of interesting. It was also very dangerous. But the, the, the hostage negotiating was was really intense and a lot of fun. And you had to, you had to learn about listening. You had to learn about the importance of silence. You had to learn about, you know, as in any relationship, the importance of trust. So those two things were probably my, my most fascinating. Yeah. So interesting. So cool. A lot of, you know, like I said, a lot of varied experiences. You've kind of run the gamut, seen a lot of things from a lot of different perspectives. Now, you started motivational check, working on helping people, you know, take, take those things that, that, you know, most of us are going to look at as, uh, you know, the bad things in life, right? The, the, the downers and, um, and turn that around and flip it and say, Hey, how can we make this a strength? You know, how can we use this to strengthen us and make us better? So I love it. Um, who is it that with motivational check, who, who's, who's that number one person who, what type of person are you helping the most? I think it's anyone who believes that, pain or difficulty or uncomfortableness in their lives are preventing them from leading an uncommon and extraordinary life. I, I, I have a very deep faith and, and I'm not going to you know put that on anybody, but I, I think it's important for all of us to realize that we're here to serve. I mean, for me, it's my God. For other people, it's, it's other people. And we tend to think that it's all about us. And I always tell people, I'm like, you're unique, but you're not special. I mean, you have unique gifts and talents that, that only you have, that only you possess, 
And you're supposed to use those to find your purpose in life and live them. So anybody who's basically having difficulty in getting to that point, who's kind of just sitting back and waiting for life to come to them, that's who motivational check is is aimed at. Okay. And and I, I love the way you put that. And I think you might have already answered my next question, but you know, w- when we're facing those difficulties and we are, you know, really kind of just getting down on ourselves and our lives, you know, it's, it's easy to spiral downward. Um, what is your solution to that? Like, how do you come in and help people turn that around? I think it's all mindset. Um, you know, we were talking before the show about growing up in the Midwest, both of us and that, and, and I was fortunate enough to play basketball in, in college. And, and one of the people I played with in high school was a guy by the name of Isaiah Thomas, who went on to play at Indiana. And Bobby Knight was, was his coach. And Knight used to have a saying that it went like this, very simple. Mental is to physical as four is to one. So here's this elite coach teaching these elite athletes to use their bodies to be successful. But what he's really saying with that quote is your mind your mindset is four times more important. And the way I look at this is, is that you know, we're all going to experience pain in our lives. Pain is inevitable. Suffering, on the other hand, suffering is optional. Suffering is what you do with that pain. Do you take it and use it to make you a stronger and more determined individual? Or do you wallow in it and feel sorry for yourself and want other people to feel sorry for you? It's a choice. You can grab the handle of positivity and motivation, or you can grab the handle of depression and defeat. It's up to you. I love that. Pain is inevitable. We're all going to go through it, but suffering is optional. So it's all about how we tackle that, how we view that. And and where is it that most people get in their own way? Okay, so we're, we're in a bad spot. We have some things, you know, we all have our own issues, but um, so we have some stuff that's just weighing on us, kind of bearing down on us. It seems overwhelming. What are those things that most people are doing to get in their own way that's preventing them from moving beyond that or turning those things around? I, I think it's it's we tend to turn, you know, when we get into those dark and ugly places, we tend to turn inside. You know, it's it's all about us. Look at me. I feel sorry for myself. And one of the things that I think team sports, one of the things that basketball taught me, I mean, I started playing when I was nine years old and played all the way up till I graduated from college when I was 21. And what team sports taught me was the importance of being part of something that's bigger than yourself. You realize on a team that if you don't do your job, not only do you let yourself down, but you let your teammates down, your coaches down, your fans down, etc. And if you think about it, the biggest team game that we all play is this game of life. So whenever I get, and and I do, I'm a human being, you know, there's no S on my chest. I'm not wearing a cape and flying around with magical powers or anything like that. I get in those dark and ugly places during my cancer journey. But when I do that, I realize I'm focusing inward. And I think the way to get over that is to start, it goes back to service. Who can I help? Who can I turn my focus inward, outward, where I can help another individual? And when you do that, now you're not focusing on yourself and you're making a positive difference in someone else's life. So your focus is turned from inside of you to somebody else that you can help. I love that. And, and we're talking about motivation, you know, turning that focus, trying to stay motivated, um, you know, moving in a positive direction. And when we talk about 
motivation, it, it can seem like it's, you know, very short lived. We can, you know, you, you go to a conference, you, uh, you know, you listen to an amazing podcast, like Unrivaled Experts, <laughs> um, and, and you get motivated, right, for a short period of time, and then it goes away. How do we keep that motivation high? Again, I think you have to you have to find your purpose in life. And people, are like, well, how do you do that? I think you search for it with an open heart. And it goes back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago. That you know, we all have unique gifts and talents. The problem we end, we end up running into is I try to compare myself. You know, I I I'm, I want to be like Chris. Well, Chris is like Chris. Be like Terry. But we always do that. I want to be like that person. And we get in that rut where we think that if I get what Chris has, if I get what Terry has, then I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be fulfilled. And you come to the realization that if that's not your purpose, if that's not your passion or your why, then you're not going to be successful and you're not going to be fulfilled. So I would say, you know, don't try to be like somebody else. Don't try to compare yourself to somebody else. Open your heart. Search for the things that, that you know, you have a passion for. And when you do that, I mean, you're going to work your butt off, but you're going to be one of those people that I can't wait to get out of bed in the morning and go to work. Or And I guess let me back that up. A lot of times we think our purpose or our passion has to be our job. It doesn't. I mean, your job can be something over here that you do to pay the bills, but your passion is over here. It, it, it's writing or, or painting or volunteering or whatever it is that you do. And, and, and I'll leave it with this. I always say, especially to young people, if there's something in your heart, something in your soul that you believe you're supposed to do, but it scares you, go ahead and do it. Because at the end of your life, the things you're going to regret are not going to be the things you did. They're going to be the things you didn't do. And by then it's going to be too late to go back and do it. Yeah. And, and as they say, everything that you want in life is just outside of your comfort zone. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And, and, and I guess I'll recommend this because I try to do this every day of my life. Do one thing that makes you nervous, that makes you uncomfortable, that scares you, that potentially is embarrassing for you. Do one small thing every day. Because if you do that, when the big things in life hit, and they hit all of us, we lose somebody that's close to us, or you know, we lose our job, we're living out of our car, whatever that ends up being. If you do those small things every day, when the big things in life hit, you'll be so much more resilient to handle those things. Yeah, it's it's just like you know, it's it's like practicing for you, you know, practicing your free throws. You know, you, you I'm, I'm sure whenever you were playing college ball, you were. Always out there, practice your free throws, practice your three-pointers. You have to put the reps in. You you do. And that's, I mean, there's, you know, there was a movie many, many years ago, starred Tom Hanks and, and Gina Davis called A League of Their Own. And it was about the women's professional baseball team that emerged during World War II when, when a lot of the men were over fighting. And, and Hanks has a great line in there when he's, when he's talking. He said, you know, the hard is what makes it good. If it was easy, everybody would do it. So yeah, you got to put in the time. You got to put in the reps. You got to get in the gym. And and you know when it's hot in, in the summer, you know in basketball we always used to say, you know, good teams are made during the season. Good players are made in the off season. Yeah. So, um, and I love that quote. And that's a great movie, by the way. That's showing my age, I guess. But <laughs> mine too. <laughs> a great movie. Um, you know, and we talk about motivation, and then you know we've kind of gone into 
discipline, the daily things we need to put in the reps, we need to, you know, keep that focus. Where does motivation end and where does discipline begin? Boy, that's that's a that's a great question. And and I, I don't know if I have an answer for that. I, I, I think, you know, what what I've tried to do is develop in my life what I call my my four truths. I mean, there were three truths originally. Now there's a fourth truth. And and these are things that I guess I call sort of the bedrock of my soul. They're a good place to build a life off of. And and, and I'll give them to you. I, I have them on a post-it note here. They're they're one sentence each. And I guess I would offer them to your audience. If they work for you, take them, incorporate them in your life. If one or two work for you, take those and incorporate them in your life and develop your own truths. But, I, but I'll give them to you real quick. Number one is control your mind or your mind is going to control you. Number two is embrace the pain and the difficulty that we all experience in life and use that pain and difficulty to make you a stronger and more determined individual. Number three is more of a legacy truth. I think it's important for all of us to learn or to look at sort of the end game of our life, regardless of what stage in life we are. You know, what are people going to say about you at your funeral? What do you want them to say about you at your funeral? So number three is this. What you leave behind is what you weave in the hearts of other people. And then number four is pretty self-explanatory. As long as you don't quit, you can never be defeated. And I think the way number four resonates with me is this. Someday my pain is going to end. May end through surgery, may end through medication. Quite frankly, it may end when I die. But if I quit, if I give up, if I give in to pain, then pain will always be part of my life. Absolutely. And those are four great truths. Thank you for sharing those with us. Um, everybody, make sure you write those down. Uh, how, how do you use those, Terry, in your life? Is that something that you that you look at every morning when you get up, or you know, how do we make those impactful for us? I, I think a couple of things. I think number one, write them down. Don't type them out. Actually, physically write them down on a piece of paper or a post-it note, and put them places where you see them. Put them on your your bathroom mirror. Put them on your desk at your office. You know, put them in your car on your dashboard somewhere where you can see them every day and, and you see them and, and they're triggered in your brain. You're like, oh, yeah, you know, control your mind. Oh, yeah. And they're just little hints that as you go along your day, you remember them and they pop in there and stuff like that. So put them places where, where you can see them and then just read them once a day. How does that apply to me? How does that work? Oh, OK, because I see them every morning. I read them every morning before I sit down at my desk. And then they, I see them multiple times and they get reinforced the more times I see them. Yeah, the more you see it, the more you're going to believe it. That's that's the power of it too. Even if you don't believe it right now, uh, the more you feed your brain with that information and feed your brain with those thoughts, the more you're going to believe it. And the more you believe it, the more it becomes your reality. And that just takes repetition. So thank you. That's extremely powerful. Um, thank you for sharing that with us. And I just want to call out too the, the importance of actually handwriting it, even if you have terrible handwriting like I do. Um, because there is a connection between that hand and your brain, and it's going to stick in there more uh, than typing it out. It does make an actual difference. So I thank you for for calling that out as well. Mm -hmm. And you've given us something that we can do right now. Take these four truths, write them down. Are there any other exercises or anything that you would recommend that we could do to kind of start 
looking at these hardships, flip the script on them and make them more powerful and turn us into more powerful people. What can we do in the next 24 or 48 hours to start that process? I'll give you two quick stories that kind of dovetail with each other because whenever I, you know, I I get into those places where, where it's dark and it's ugly and I'm not motivated and I don't want to move forward. I remember these two stories. One was about a professor at Johns Hopkins University in the 1950s that did an experiment with rats. And it was a very simple experiment. He took rats, put them in a tank of water that was over their head, and he wanted to see how long these rats could tread water. And the average rat treaded water for about 15 minutes. And right as the rats were getting ready to sink and drown, he reached in, grabbed them and pulled them out, dried them off, and let them rest for a while. And then he put them back in that exact same tank of water. And the second time around, those rats treaded water on average for 60 hours. Now think about that. The first time, all I can do is 15 minutes. I'm at the end of my row, can't go anymore, gonna sink and drown. Second time, I can go 60 hours, which said to me two things. Number one, the importance of hope in our lives. We have to believe that what we're doing is gonna get us to a better place in our lives. And number two, the importance of just how, the understanding of how much more our physical bodies can handle than we ever thought they could handle. And the second story that kind of dovetails with that is I have a friend who's a former Navy SEAL, and the SEALs talk about their 40% rule, which basically says that if you're at the end of your rope and you can't go on, that you're only at 40% of your maximum, and you still have another 60% left to give to yourself. So whenever you get into those dark and ugly places, realize your body can do so much more than you thought it could do. So keep moving forward, regardless of how you feel. I love that. So having having that hope, which I'm going to say is our motivation. So this might answer our motivation and and discipline rule. Having having that hope, um, which is going to get us moving, and then knowing that we're going to get to a better place is going to give us that discipline, give us that endurance in order to make it through. So very powerful stories. Thank you for sharing those. Sure. Um, and you have a lot of information. You're an author as well. Uh, and, and people are going to want to connect with you. They want to go out and and say, hey, you know, how do I make these truths my truths? How do I take these hardships that I'm going through and turn them around and and use them to build me up rather than tear me down? So, Terry, can you tell us what's the best place to get in touch with you to learn more about you? And also tell us where we can find that book. So sustainable excellence can basically be purchased anywhere you can get a book online. You can get it through Amazon. You can get it through barnesandnoble.com, Apple iBooks. Anywhere you can get a book online, you can get sustainable excellence. In terms of reaching out to me, uh, in 2019, I started the blog Motivational Check. And every day I put up a new thought for the day. And with that thought comes a question that maybe you could use to apply that thought in your life. And on Mondays, I put up the Monday morning motivational message, which is usually a little bit longer. It's usually a video or a story that I've come across that I think would help or motivate people. Uh, And you can leave me a message at Motivational Check. You can get access to my social media sites. So the best place to get a hold of me is MotivationalCheck.com. Fantastic. MotivationalCheck.com to learn more about Terry Tucker. Also, check out his book, Sustainable excellence. I'll put links to everything on the show notes page. Terry, you have been such a great guest. You've given us so much insight 
so much wisdom today. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. Hopefully our conversation today is going to make a difference in somebody's life. And if it does, today's been a good day for both of us. Thanks for being here and checking out our latest amazing guest. Be sure to head over to unrivaledexperts.com to learn from more incredible experts so you can get a shortcut to living your best life.